Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Mara. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. I am so pleased to have all of you listening to the program today, both those who are listening today, Sunday, June 24th, and those who will listen to it from the archive files. Thank you for joining me. <coughs> Excuse my cough. I've, for a very long time, wanted to talk to people about how much God truly loves them just the way they are. If I could do my life vocation, if I could do the one thing that I believe that I have come to this planet to do as a human being, that would be to remind each and every soul that they are loved and that they are a source of light. As you prepare yourself for us to join together our thoughts and our minds today, I'm going to play for you, Be Still Thy Soul. It's a song that uh, Anil created with regard to firing the grid several years ago. And it is a beautiful, beautiful piece that reminds us that we are each an important part of this game of life that we are playing, that we are each here to be our highest selves, and when we are not, that we're okay. We're still a source of light. My friends, I want to tell you and remind you as you're listening to this song and you're beginning to breathe in and out, that you keep in mind that every human being on this planet is an important gem in the ring of life. And quite frankly, have you ever seen a ring that's missing a gem? It's not complete. So the ring of life involves all of us. It involves the experiences that give us an opportunity to be our highest selves and those experiences where we give others opportunities to be their highest selves. It is a life journey we share together, and it is what we are going to talk about today when we begin talking about this is your life, keeping a perspective. Stop fighting it. For those of you who have questions as we move forward, the call-in number is 246-595-3584. Let us begin to breathe together, acting as though our noses are in the soles of our feet as we pull breath up the front of our calves, up our thighs, across our hips, and begin aligning our spines, our divining rods so that we open ourselves up to the love and the will of God. And as you move up your spine, don't think about your breath to the point where you're holding it and you're hoping that initial breath that you took from your feet is going to be enough to get you all the way up to the top of your head. Instead, I encourage you to sip in breath and feel the wonder and the glory of God entering your body with each breath and reminding you of how important you are to the ring of life, how vital a role you play no matter how perfect or imperfect you perceive your life as having been. Right now, in this moment, at this time, and for all times, you are loved by God. And as you go through your up your spine, I'd like your breath to be full of fearlessness, let go of your fear. I'd like it to be full of creativity. Have a creative breath. I'd like your breath to have healing in it so that you can begin to heal yourself. Love, fill your breath with love as you go past your heart. As you go past your throat, forgive yourself for the words you have said to others that have harmed and the words they have said to you. As you come to the center between your eyes, the third eye, envision your world peaceful, accepting your value, and letting go of the need to control others and make them who you need to be, rather accepting their role in your life just as they are. 
And then as your breath finishes and comes to the top of your head, before you exhale, lift up the top of your head as though you're lifting a cap. And allow that breath to move out and breathe as though there's a set of piper tubes that are connected to God and let your breath join the breath of God. And as you blow out, breathe. Blowing out your air, say, I am enough. And as you take your next breath, I encourage you to reach out and hold the hand of God as you know God to be on your right. Don't let that seat be vacant. Just take a hand and believe that you are important enough to God, that God is there waiting to hold your hand. And I guarantee, no matter what your belief structure is, you will feel the pressure of God holding your hand. And when you take your next breath, reach out your other hand, your left hand, and take the hand of God as someone else knows God to be. So that as we listen to this song, Be Still Thy Soul, as we remember that each and every one of us is a source of light, as we begin to accept and believe that we are important to God and that we are enough just as we are, we will be forming a giant, infinite circle of man, God, man, God, man, God. Woman, God, woman, God, woman, God. All colors, all beliefs, all structures of life, No one is excluded from this circle of love. And now, for three minutes, please, and 40 seconds, let us all breathe together in this circle of life, this circle of love. Breathing in, I am valuable. Breathing out, I am enough.
all that we need is within us. Make us each a source of light. What a huge proposition to believe and to accept. Most of us are brought up in a world of conditional love. We are loved if we do this. We are loved, if you're female, you're loved if you dress pretty. If you uh, do the things your mom wants you to do. If you learn to to cook. If you learn to take care of children. Uh, if you're a male, and this is only from the female perspective looking in, folks, because I've never walked in those shoes. But if you're a male, you're enough and you're loved unconditionally, or maybe not unconditionally, you're conditionally loved, excuse me, if you are a good provider for your family and meet some sort of societal standard of what a man is supposed to be. We forget that each one of us is a unique, divine being walking in this planet. We we judge differences, and because of those judgments, we condition our approval, which is probably one of the lower levels of love, but bottom line, approval is important. And if someone is not exactly like everyone else, like we think they should be, then we judge them as less than, as not enough. The call-in number again today is 646-595-3584. I want you to know that I am pleased when one person listens to this show. I am doing hand flips that the number of people are listening to this show because it says to me that God wants people to hear what I am saying and is opening the door for that to happen. This isn't a show about ranting, but it is grounded in my life on some level because I am what I have lived. We are all what we have lived. And I have the glorious experience of knowing God in my life from the very first day I took my first breath until this moment right now. I have never lost sight of feeling God around me. What a blessing I have had. It has helped me endure hardship at times. It has helped me endure judgment it is uh, has been a wonderful, wonderful blessing. I am sure there are others out there listening who have always felt God around them. 646-595-7584. Call. Share your story. There's probably other people out there who have felt that life sucks. What is all this happening to me for? There's a whole book on it, I think, somewhere. I haven't read it. I apologize. But I know it's out there if you want to look to it. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why, my friends, why do we feel compelled to create some artificial standards to judge other people? And then when we have made a mistake, why do we feel compelled to justify that mistake and cause further hardship for that person? Why can we not own up and look beyond our artificial standards and see, does this, let's use the workplace, does this person do their job? Yes. Yes. Isn't that what the workplace is about, doing your job? Does the person do their job to our satisfaction? Yes. But we don't like them. We don't like them because they're different. We may not like them because they use big words. We may not like them because they are successful at their jobs. We don't like them, and they need to change and stop being themselves. And what do you do in that situation, my friends? What do you do when the only way that you can be enough is to become someone else. Someone different than who you are. And then what do you do when changing yourself to become that someone else is still not enough? 
And you're never going to be enough for some people. How do you deal with that? Share your stories. I don't have absolute answers. I'm trying here to share what I feel, what I've read, what I've experienced, and how I know that I am a source of light. But we need all of us to work together to help inspire people to allow those who are different among us, as long as they do their jobs, as long as they are kind, as long as the only disruption is that you don't really like them as people. But you don't have a reason. They're just different and you don't like their difference. And it's so hard to admit this person is different. And you don't like difference. My friends, each and every one of the ideas suggest is experience this because each and every one is different. Each and every one of has character traits issues that may not conform to the mainstream accepted popular approach to life. I was really surprised when I um, came to know that even popular kids, oh, God, we're going all the way back to high school. That's because conditional love get, began long before high school. Conditional became long before high school. That even the popular kids who are supposedly doing everything right, who everyone is expected to emulate and model, are each unique. They each have feelings of inadequacy, of not being enough, of being out of the walk of norm, because we all walk to our own normal drums. And today's show is going to be about focusing on walking to our drum beat, and that being okay. So the program is not going to be about giving in someone treating you poorly in the room. Because you have a right to be who you are to be as long as you are satisfying the obligations that you assumed in the room. Then you need to fight for it. You may be able to impose unconditional love on people. And that's why we have laws. That is a sad reality. That is why we have laws. Because for whatever reason in our world, do unto others as you would have them do unto you is so out of sight. Make it the law. And then when people don't follow that, we have to punish them by making them pay money. What is wrong with that picture, my friends? Why would we want to treat someone differently than we would like to be treated if we were them? What need within us warrants that? I'm sure there's a for those of you who have done it, because we've all done it. There's a but, yeah, but. The biggest one is when people are out on the sidewalk begging and people don't give them money, I buy the meal, but I won't give them money. My philosophy is it's between me and God what I do with my money and then God what they do with their money. I'm going to let it go and let self-determination. What do people call that? The will of God. Free will. Free will move. But instead, many people won't even give it all because after all, and if you would ask them, why won't you give? 
well, I would never be in that circumstance. My friend, I suggest to you that's not the rule we're talking about here. It's not about whether you would be there. It's about what you would you would want to be treated if you were there. And shame on each and every one of us that we would denigrate a human being and treat them differently than we would want to be treated. And it happens. Then, if you stand up and say, whoa, stop, then you may be the thought. And what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? You accept, you have control over you, and you do not allow other people to cause you to be less than your nature demands. And our nature demands, all of our natures demand that we love, that we treat people with respect, and we accept those things which are beyond our control. We're going to spend the next few minutes meditating together for misperceptions in our society that cause all of the conditions that have been placed in love for us individually to be manifested in our conditionally loving and respecting others. And we're going to start that meditation. And we're going to do it to... I'm going to give you a good long one here. Let me see what my choices are. I I love this. I know I've played it many times for you. It's Susperia Electrica, Sea of Tranquility. And we're going to start this meditation with a serenity prayer. So as you are sitting there in that circle, that ring of life, surrounded by God, and surrounded by people who are open to the idea that it is possible to love others unconditionally the way God on either side of you loves you. Let us begin together with the serenity prayer. I'm sure most of you know the words. If you do not, let me share them. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can. So I'm not talking about surrender today, friends. I am talking about courage, unconditional love, and the kindness and love that is within you And you're manifesting that love to people, even when they are not manifesting it to you. We're going to begin with Suspiria, Electric Sea of Tranquility. And I'm going to let you go for probably about four full minutes with us starting with some talk. And then I'm going to give you about four minutes of quiet that's your time. And when the shift occurs, you will hear the music become louder. Here we go. As we're sitting here today together, let us join one another and say the serenity prayer. But before we begin, let us take three deep breaths and electrify this circle with the presence of the divinity that is within all of its participants. All that you need is within you. Pulling in your breath through your feet, pulling it up the front of your calves, up the front of your thighs, crossing the tailbone and now releasing all the fear that inhibits who you are, inhibits you from being true to your true nature, to your true self, to that loving core within you. 
let go of that fear. And for this moment and for all moments from now on, know that no matter what you do or say, you are unconditionally loved by God. Pulling in a fearless breath, let's come to the zone of creativity and sip in a little breath as I encourage you to send forth creative, changing energy to the world where we can learn that it's okay to love others. It's okay to let go of judgments. And where you begin to create a you, a fearless you, releasing the judgments that have been made of you throughout your life so that you no longer condition your love of yourself on meeting the popular standards, but instead allow yourself to be who you are, a loving being. Move up with your fearless creative breath and rest for a moment in your solar plexus, the zone of healing, and invite healing energy to flow through you and outward from you. Healing this planet of judgment, of condemnation, of segregating people as worthy and unworthy, of attack and anger. Now pull your fearless, creative, healing energy up to your heart. And just Feel your heart fill up with the love of God from either side of you as you are immersed in a luminescent wave of love circling our circle of love and life. Pull your energy up. Fearless, creative, healing, loving energy to your voice chakra your throat chakra, the zone of the words that judge. And today, forgive those who have judged you, who have conditioned you to believe that love is conditioned on your meeting some standard set by someone else instead of the standard set by you. Before you joined this body in collaboration with God. And that's where I'm going to ask you to spend the rest of your time with this music, forgiving those who have judged you. I'm going to invite you to go to the zone of manifestation, and in that zone, I would like you to manifest yourself sitting in a very quiet, calm spot for you. For every person, it will be different. For me, that spot is by a tranquil body of water. And imagine the people who have judged you lining up in front of you and you forgiving them their judgments your mother, your father, your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, your brothers, your sisters, your friends in high school, your friends in grade school, forgiving them all for judging your manifestations of your true self, your loving manifestations, your accepting manifestations. And then invite God to be a part of that process with you so that together you and God and that person group hug. And now I will leave you to your manifestation.
I can't speak for the rest of you. I can tell you that I can feel God's energy all around me in this room. I can feel the power of that circle of love, of friendship, of unconditional love that we have created here for all times. And this energy will be here for always as long as we choose for it to be. And it really involves a fundamental question about why we as a human species are afraid to let everyone be enough. Why we as a human species think it's okay to laugh at other people, to judge other people, to condemn other people. That's not to say that there are not times when you need to evaluate whether someone is serving the purpose that you've brought them into your life for. They may not be. You know what, folks? You may unconditionally love your husband or your wife, but they just may not be working for you right now. That doesn't mean you have to condemn them. I had some guy tell me that the person was going to the hell, fires of hell or something. I was like, oh my gosh, what a huge pronouncement on someone you loved enough to bring into your life and to have children with. Burning in the fires of hell. Huge huge instead perhaps a more loving approach a more god driven approach would have been to say we just weren't working together well anymore and i know that she is a good person and I see strength in her and I want her to be able to realize that it's time for us to move on out of the room or in the workplace Mary Jo is not doing her job duties she's she's not meeting the expectations And we've given her a chance. And we've shown her exactly what we want her to do. And it's about duties. It's not about changing who Mary Jo is as a person. It's about her doing her job. And do you know it lifts a tremendous burden off of you when you can stop feeling required to Decide if someone's a good person and decide between people. And instead, let people be who they are. And they either serve you or they don't. And when they don't serve you, it's okay for you to move on. But you don't have to move on determined to ground that person into dust. Instead, See their value. Know that we are all loved. And how would you want to be treated if you were in that person's place? I'm again inviting anyone who wants to call in. Today I'm heavy on the number because, Bob, you remember Bob? Some of you, if you've been listening for a long time, uh, know Bob. Bob was used to be my co-host with me on this show, and I loved those days and those ta- that time. And his life became busy. Mine has become busy at times, too. And uh, we would always try to encourage people to call in and talk about what they're experiencing in life. And I think part of that gives us that humanity. We're all living in a life where things aren't perfect, where things are beyond our control, where we are being judged. And it's an opportunity to share and agree and know that it's okay, it's part of life, and that there are options. There are ways to handle those life stresses. And when we handle them together in love, 
when we develop a roadmap grounded in loving one another and being our highest self. That gives us an opportunity. (coughs) I do apologize for the cough. That gives us an opportunity to feel the wonderful union with God. To feel the abundance of life because you have made a choice that's enriched someone. There are always so many ways to say things. And there's usually the most negative way and there's probably the most positive way. And you want to say what you have to say in the most direct, loving way you can. And when you do, you feel good. I guess they call that taking the high road. The number, 646-595-3584. I'd like to share with you a passage from Courage to Change. It's an Al-Anon book. And the passage is for May 8th. It's at page 129, and it reads, Yes, but... These two words have become a signal to me that I am refusing to accept something over which I am powerless. My world is rich with wonderful gifts, beauty, a loving fellowship, and challenges that strengthen and prepare me for a better life. Is it worth it to deny these gifts by wishing things were different? Will it make them change? No. I prefer to accept them gladly, enjoy them thoroughly, and humbly accept the reality my higher power offers without any yes buts. The harsh tone, the unkind word, the apparent indifference of another is usually over in a few minutes. What price am I paying by holding on to those few minutes? I don't have to like reality, only to accept it for what it is. These days, this day is too precious to waste by resenting things I can't change. When I accept everything as it is, I tend to be reasonably serene. When I spend my time wishing things were different, I know that serenity has lost its priority. Today's reminder, while I am responsible for changing what I can, I have to let go of the rest if I want peace of mind. Just for today, I will love myself enough to give up a struggle over something that is out of my hands. By yielding, you may obtain victory. Friends, when we act at our highest level, We hasten our trip, our journey to knowing peace. And when we allow fear to interfere, ooh, interesting, fear interfere with our peace. Wow, let's say that again. That's a moment of clarity. When we let fear interfere with our peace. So when fear enters our peace and we lose it, we are giving up the only thing over which we have control. Ourselves. We are giving up our peace, ourselves. No one takes it away. Instead, we stop trying.
trusting that God is large and in charge, we begin focusing on ourself and forget that the events that are going on are not only playing out for us, but for others to grow. And although we may be the pawn of those lessons, we don't have to give up our peace. We don't have to give up our right thinking. We don't, and I don't mean righteous thinking, I mean love thinking. Our being kind to our fellow man, even those who are judging us. In fact, this morning I looked at some quotes on acceptance, and there was one by. Wow, I wish I could remember exactly who it's by. And and, uh, it was, it basically said that, and I didn't even think of it till right now. I have to go back and find it. Henry David Thoreau, when a dog runs at you, whistle for him. How more disarming to people who are judging us as less than enough who are withholding approval when there is no basis for withholding the approval. What better way to deal with that? What better way to keep your peace than to see more in that person than he or she is showing and treat them with the kindness you would want to be treated with if you were making a misjudgment, if you had a misperception. Basically, you are showing them their judgment and perception are off the mark. But if you rise up, my friends, and you armor yourself up and you start shooting bullets, people start getting killed and people stop listening and watching. There's this amazing Dean Koontz book, and I wish I could tell you the title of it. I'm bad with titles. I'm also bad with titles of movies and titles of songs. So uh, if you saw my uh, switchboard here, you would see Be Still Thy Soul is called Be Still Thy Heart. Now, hello. I don't even know how to change it. Um, But anyway, this book by Dean Koontz talks about a manufactured being, a female who ultimately began walking the planet as, in essence, the implication was the coming again of the Messiah. And uh, as she's doing that, a part of this book as it ends is she's inspiring everyone to see more in in someone else than they are showing. She's inspiring everyone to look into the core of that person's being, And I feel someone out there today, I can feel their energy having a very difficult time with this program. I can feel the clutchiness in their their chest. It's almost as though there's a judgment going on. And I send whomever that is, whatever you are experiencing that causes you to believe that you have to cling to your judgments, I send you love. And together we will pray for everyone to have peace in a little while. But this Messiah, the second coming in this Dean Kuhn's book, it ends with the soldiers and all of the people, all of the politicians, seeing somehow miraculously there's like a miracle moment 
where they see the child who was hurt, that created, and that that incident of being hurt created this person who is hurting. They're hurting inside and they're hurting outside. They're hurting others and they're hurting internally. (coughs) There's a play called South Pacific, and one of the songs in that is, it takes a long time to teach someone to hate. Friends, we've all been taught to judge others as lacking if they are different than us. We've all been taught to judge ourselves as lacking if if we are different from some artificial popular standard. We are people walking around ignoring that we are full of love that God gave us at birth and that we are creatures that can manifest that love to others by our action and behavior. Instead, we see ourselves as being less than and not enough. God loves us all just the way we are. And no matter what other human beings may do or say to us, we need to believe that that is providing those beings an opportunity to grow in the light and us an opportunity also to be our highest selves, to be kind, to be understanding, to wish goodwill. There are some people who are not going to ever like you no matter what you do, and they may act like they do. I've run into such a person in the last year and a half. And I tried to twist myself into a pretzel in order to have them like me, and there was nothing I could do because for whatever reason, whatever is inside them, I, they cannot allow themselves to like me. And that's okay. That's okay. I have to let them be who they are. Stop trying to show that I'm likable. And just be my best, highest self. Loving. Forgiving. And protecting myself as protection is necessary. But even in protecting myself, I choose to follow the highest road. I choose to wait until the people that I rely on who know me fail to protect me. before acting but in the end you have to be prepared in kindness to defend who you are stop fighting your life Stop blaming yourself for not being enough. Stop accepting the negative statements of others about you as something that you need to address and change unless you agree. And if you don't agree then continue to be the beautiful soul and being that God created. You are enough. And even if when this show started, you were holding judgments and condemning and challenging and and questioning, 
you don't have to be that person when the show is done about yourself. Our evaluations of other people flow from our evaluations of ourselves. And quite frankly, the only evaluation that matters is our evaluation of ourself. That's why we are taught to judge, not saith the Lord. If we would stop judging others, it's circular. Then we would be left to be accountable for the one thing we are truly accountable for, my friends. Our own behavior. Are you proud of how you live? If not, that is in your control. You can change that. You can be more loving. You can be more kind. You can be more thoughtful. You can be more honest. Those things are within you. Don't worry about other people. Let them worry about their own behavior. We can end the cycle of judgment that is causing so much pain and discord in our world by focusing on being the most loving, kind person each one of us can be. We can end the cycle of judgment. If everyone would stop judging everyone else, that would turn the focus back to where it should be. And I truly believe that is only possible if we start teaching ourselves and our children that we are all enough, just like we are. We don't have to be different to be loved. I think that I heard it best as a child. You gotta have faith, hope, and charity. That's the way to live successfully. How do I know? The Bible tells me so. Don't worry about tomorrow. Just be real good today. The Lord is right beside you. He'll guide you all the way. You gotta have faith, hope, and charity. That's the way to live successfully. How do I know? The Bible tells me so. And it's in all the Bibles, friends. It's in the Koran. It's in the Talmud. It's everywhere. That's how you live a successful life. Not by judgment. I'm honored you joined me today to listen to this program. And I would like for us all to spend a few moments, and I know I tend to pay the dawn, so I'm going to play the journey today for the last few minutes of the show. And I'm going to ask you to join with me and let us pray together in this circle that we have of life that we've already created at the beginning of the show. Let us pray for an awakening in the world a realization that we are all enough, a realization that judgment has gotten us into a terrible pickle, and a realization that it all begins with each one of us internally. It's not someone else's fault. We need to each live a life of honor and dignity and integrity. And in doing that, we will know peace.
Divine One, Creator of all that is. Known by many names, but encapsulated in one word, love. Free us from the judgments of others that we have forgiven here today so that we are fresh, ready to move forward in love. Tomorrow, today, and the next day. May we say kind words, rethink negative words, and inspire people to be all they can be through our words. We ask this in the name of all that is holy, which is all that is. Namaste, my friends. I will see you next week, or I will talk to you. Maybe not next week. I think I'm on vacation. But probably next week, but not the week after. Peace be with you.